Awesome. Well, we, this is, this is the right Sunday to come to church. Every Sunday is the right Sunday to come to church, but especially this one, uh, because you're going to hear a sermon this morning, but it's not going to be in the typical manner of how you normally hear a sermon. This morning's sermon is going to be done through pictures and stories. And uh, although we're going to focus on Colombia and the trip that we just took, I want everyone to know that these stories and these pictures, uh, this morning, this sermon is a sermon of a God who is a God of compassion, a God of love, a God that is a God of the impossible, that is powerful, whose spirit is still alive and moving today. And, uh, and so that is what this morning is all about. It's all about us being able to paint a picture. It's not about us saying, oh, look at us. We went to Columbia and we did these things. It's about us saying, God is a good God and he wants to move, not just through our trip, but also this morning. And we believe that God wants to do two things this morning. And and it's very unscripted and it's that way on purpose because we want the Holy Spirit to do whatever he wants to do this morning. However, I believe two things that God has shown me that he wants to do this morning. Number one is he wants to open our hearts and move in our hearts with the same kind of compassion that Jesus had. Uh, Many times in the Gospels, you see uh, Jesus being referenced as being moved with compassion. He was moved with compassion when he saw the multitudes. And uh, I believe God wants to put that same compassion inside of us, uh, to be moved with that compassion, to make a difference in people's lives around us. Uh, The second thing is I believe God wants to open our hearts to what he might want to do in our hearts this morning in a powerful and a miraculous way. Um, I know our team, we've been praying for this weekend because we're in charge of of what we're doing here. And one of the things that God has really shown us is that he wants to move in our hearts this morning. And he doesn't want us just to do this and go through the motions. Uh, But at the end of the service, there's going to be an opportunity for prayer. And uh, we hope just even right now, God, we begin to prepare your feet, because sometimes our hearts want to do it, but our feet don't move, but just your feet to move and step out into what God wants to do in your lives this morning, because I believe he wants to touch every single heart in this room this morning. I believe that with all of my, all of my heart. And so uh, we are talking about this, this trip that we just took to Colombia. Many of you don't know the story of why we go to Colombia. It was really a God thing. It wasn't something we were seeking out. It was just one of those things where uh, before I came to this church, I had some friends that worked for Compassion International, and it's an organization that goes all throughout the world and has for years and years helping kids get out of uh, extreme poverty, giving them hope, giving them education, giving them the basic needs to just survive in, in a lot of instances. And so these friends of mine asked me if I would want to lead a trip to uh, Colombia and take a group of pastors over there with us. And I said, sure, I'm not doing anything. And we were on our sabbatical and I wasn't working. And so I began to call Foursquare pastors all throughout our denomination. And it happened to be that we were going to Columbia. And during this time, I was talking with Pastor Ryan about possibly coming to this church to serve at this church. And I asked him, I said, what do you guys do for, for missions? What's the, where, where, do you, where do you guys go? And he said, well, we go to Columbia. I thought, wow, that's very cool and very interesting. And so uh, this, this trip came up, and Pastor Ryan had a chance to go with us as well. And so there was about, I think, 15 pastors, 14 pastors that went. And uh, on this trip, we were so moved by what God was doing in this country. So what Compassion International does is they go into a community that is a community of very, very desperate need. 
and they work through the local church. There has to be a local church there first in order for them to come in with their program and take kids off the streets and take kids out of the community into this program to be able to do what God wants to do in their lives. And so uh, while we were there, we got to see a few different programs in this area. And this one particular church and, and, com- and compassion program stood out to us. We call it the Mother Church because they've started like 13 churches in this area. And this one particular church, we began to talk to the pastors because their building, they, their first service was at 6 a.m. because they had to have a 6 a.m. Ser- service to have the amount of services they needed for all of the people that were coming to their church because their church was bursting at the seams. And as we started talking to them, we said, what are your dreams? What has God put on your heart to do even more than what you're doing here? And they said to us, God has given us a dream. We know it's going to happen. We just don't know when. Down in a, a couple neighborhoods away, and this is far enough so the people can't walk to our church, this area is an area called Julio Mansur neighborhood, or they call it Barrio. And in this area, there's a huge need for a church. There's no church there. There was, there's, there's nothing there for the people to experience Jesus, for the people to experience the help that they needed in this area. And they said, we have some land there, but we lack $70,000 to be able to, to, to build a church in that area. And once that church is built, then Compassion International will come in and team up with us. And not only will we have a church that's giving Jesus to this community, but we'll also have this program called Compassion International that's going to take in immediately 150 kids. And so we, the last night of this trip, we're all sitting in this room together and we begin to just pray, say, God, what do you want to do? How do you want to use us? And the Holy Spirit fell on that room. And before that night was over, all of the churches that were represented, all of the pastors that were in that room committed the $70,000 to build this church in that community. And so that began this whole thing. That began what we do and why we go to Columbia Because we came back and we shared the vision with you as the church was being built. They were taking in 150 kids. And so we started to sponsor those kids. That's how they do it. It's $38 a month. You sponsor a child. And then basically their whole family is taken care of in that area. And they get to be a part of this incredible program. So what Compassion does by teaming up with the church is they don't just change the life of one child. They change the lives of thousands of people in that entire community. To date, we have about 100 people in our church that sponsor kids from this new church plan. And, uh, and every single one of those kids, like I said earlier, their, their families are taken care of as well. So what we get to do every year is we get to go down there, and uh, almost everybody that has gone last year and this year sponsors one of the kids in that, in that program. So we get to go down and we get to meet these sponsored kids. And that's a life-changing event in itself for us for them to be able to meet these kids, to be able to go into their homes, to be able to see firsthand how God is changing their lives, not just changing their lives, not just impacting their lives, but completely changing their lives for the better, not just now, but for eternity. And so we go every year because we get to, we just go down there. We, do, we get to be a part of, of what's going on in their churches, get to be a part of what's going on in the program. And we just get to love on them and be with them and be with the kids and spend time with them. But this year, God did something even different than last year. Every year has been different. Well, we've only had two years so far, so every year has been different. Um, but this year, it just took on its, its own shape. And so that's why we wanted, rather than just showing you a video, we want to have people come up and share and share about their experiences because through them sharing their stories, you're going to get a picture of God that he really wants you to see this morning. And we're going to talk a little bit more about it. And one last thing I want to say before we watch this video, because we put together a little four-minute video for you to just get the sights and the sounds of, of Columbia and our trip, is that 
Currently, uh, this compassion program in this church that we helped build had 150 kids that were being sponsored. Now, all of those kids got sponsored, so all 150 of those kids are being sponsored. Well, because of that, and because they continue to grow, now they've added 50 more kids from the community. So these 50 kids are very soon going to be available to us to sponsor. Uh, like I said, we currently have about 100 people, but if there's anyone in this room that during the course of this uh, service, during the course of, of hearing these stories, that God would inspire in your heart $38 a month to give towards this towards this ministry, if God would inspire you to do that, to do that, we'll put you on the waiting list to be able to sponsor those kids once they become available. So just begin to pray right now about what God might want you to do if he might want you to, to, to sponsor one of these amazing, precious kids that we've had an opportunity to meet. So I want to do something before we watch the video. I just want to pray right now. Because what I want to pray is I just want to say, God, do what you want to do this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. So let's do that this morning. Father, we come to you right now. We set aside our agenda. We set aside our, our uh, plans for today. We set aside, Lord, what we want to see happen so that maybe, Father, you can do exactly what you want to do this morning. So that what will happen in this service today is exactly what you want to see happen. Father, open our hearts, Lord, to the two things, Lord, to, to be moved with compassion for your people, to be moved with compassion for your children, God. And secondly, to be open to the supernatural, God, to be open to the miracles that you might want to do in our lives this morning. And, and not just this morning, but that it would begin something in our lives that we begin to walk, not just in the natural, but in the supernatural every day of our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's watch this video. Everybody 
Yes. Hola. Hi. <laughs> so I've asked my friend Carlos to come up and help me this morning. Le pidió a su amigo Carlos que le ayudara esta mañana. That's, that's what it sounded like. Um, it's fast. That's good. Um, so we're going to have some people come up and share from our team. We had half of them share last service and half are going to share this service. So vamos a tener mitad del equipo venir hacia arriba aquí al, al, al estadio uh, para compartir con ustedes. El primer servicio compartieron también. And once again, don't just listen to this as a trip to Colombia, but listen to what God wants to speak to you about who he is. Y otra vez, no nomás escuchen a esto como un viaje para ir a Colombia, pero es, mírenlo de la manera que qué es lo que quiere hacer Dios en su vida. Entonces, primero vamos a empezar con mi amigo Carlos. Él va a empezar a hablar de este viaje que nosotros teníamos el privilegio. Uh, ok, just take it. Now he's going to have his friend Carlos Ramos share with you all here. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, all right, so... Um, yeah, so this, this trip was pretty amazing uh, in, in so many ways. I, like, I had a chance to share the first service as well. Uh, but for me, it really started about seven years ago. Um, seven years ago, I, I first stepped foot in, in Colombia through the military. I, have, I was doing some work out there with them. And, but the first time that I, that I set foot out there, I knew that there was something more there that, that I didn't know yet. I didn't know how or what, but I knew it. But when I left and I got on the plane, I told my buddies, hey, I don't know what's going to happen or how I'm going to come back, but I'm coming back here. And they're like, okay, yeah, whatever. And, but and there I was, seven years later. So fast forward, uh, right before the trip, I had a chance to pray with some of, uh, some of the men. I see Tim back there and even Jonathan, wherever he's at. And basically, uh, I knew that God was going to use us in this trip somehow, some way. And for me, my prayer was, God, like, I know that I, the Spanish is one way, but I know that there, there's something bigger in store for me there. And so I prayed for that. I had some doubts. But that was my prayer. God, just show me what you, what you have in store for me. And so once I got on the ground, of course, I had the privilege uh, to, to translate uh, a lot for everybody that was on the team. And, and so I didn't just get to see my story. I got to see their story. And that, for me, was a huge blessing within itself. Um, two big things that I, that I want to share, because a lot of this, uh, we can go on for hours. But the first thing was, um, when we got to the main church when we were down there, we had the opportunity to, to pray and hug on people. And, and that was amazing with a really cool experience. Um, so we started hugging. I ended up on the hugging line, and I love hugging people anyway. So I was hugging, hugging people left and right. And, and after the line kind of went dry, everybody was more on the prayer side, which was cool. And I was like, I got to get in that line. And before I get on, got on that line, I just asked, uh, I started praying, God, you know, if there's anybody else that needs extra love, that needs a hug, just show me who it was or who it is, and you just guide me to that person. So as I finished praying, I opened up my eyes, and, and you kind of saw in the pictures there when, in the video, there's a man wearing a white shirt, and he just has his hands raised, pray, and he's praising God. And so I see that man, and I'm like, close my eyes one more time, just kind of, God is out the one. Sure enough, he leads me to that person. So there I go. And I, I, I give him a little hug, and I hey, would you mind if I really give you a hug? And he's like, no problem. So anyways, I wrap my hands around him, give him a hug. But this is a hug that I've never felt like before. Like, I've never experienced that kind of love. Like, I have a wife, I have kids, so I've experienced love, but not this kind of love. This was a godly type of love. Um, like, I, like I shared earlier, I don't have, I, I've never met my biological father, and so I, I have issues with that. But even then, like that moment, it didn't matter. Like God showed, not only to him, but through me, love. And like I said, I can't explain with words how powerful that was. And 
one other thing that I wanted to share in the last service, but I didn't, was a lot of us that were up there, we, we all felt we were unworthy, that we didn't know what God wanted to do with us or that we were incapable or incapable of doing things like that. But he showed us otherwise. Like, nope, y'all don't even know. You guys are intended for great things. And so uh, he showed me that. And it was confirmation because after the service was done, the pastor asked uh, basically everybody that, that got prayed for, if something miraculous happened in your life, by all means, come up and share with everybody. And sure enough, the guy that I, held, that I hugged was the first one running up the stage to share with everybody else. And that was pretty cool to see. And he started sharing. He's like, I don't know where that young, uh, the young man is at, but I just want to give him thanks. Like, I've never felt love like that. I've never experienced that kind of love. And he was in tears and just joyful type of tears because he had experienced a love that he hadn't experienced in his life before. And same with me. And I definitely share that moment with him. So that was one of the biggest moments that happened for me. Uh, The second big moment happened while we were praying for people in the park. As we were walking around, we had an opportunity to basically be called upon. And I had been, I've had that feeling before where God calls me to do something, but I never had the courage or the guy was like, I don't know about that. Uh, and so Colombia. So when I was in Colombia, it was like no brainer. Like, no, there's a person right here. I got to go talk to them. And I went and, and talked to, hey, what's going on? Let me talk to you. How are you doing? Can I pray for you? And so uh, one particular person happened to be a homeless man. And this homeless man was sitting there and it was kind of just, you know, we, saw, we started coming up and started talking to him. And then a word came to me. And like, this is the first time that I started experiencing this. I've never experienced this before. Where I have a word come to me for this person. And so I looked at the man and I told him, like, hey, uh, I don't know if you, I, I know that you live in the streets and stuff, but uh, love, the love, the word love comes to mind. And I know that you live in the streets, but you may be full of love. And he's like, no, it's actually the opposite. So that's how the word applied to him. And he's like, actually, in fact, as a child, I've never had love in my life. My mother ab- abandoned me a long, long time ago, and I've lived in the streets ever since. So nobody's ever loved on me before. And so as we kept talking, eventually we started praying for him. And I can, I can feel that. The, all, the, all, the, all, all, all that weight that was on his shoulders just because of that alone. And when I felt that we, I started praying, and some of us in the team started praying for him as well, and I could tell that the enemy did not want to release this man. And we prayed and prayed and prayed until eventually this man actually gave his life to Christ. And he actually say, surrendered his, uh, his life right then and there. And that for me was a great privilege. But as soon as he did that, the enemy was not done. Because he, after that, basically all the weight that he had on him came on me. And I was like, that's fine because I know where that goes and where to put it, right? Uh, so, and so I put it on that. And, of course, the team also helped me out through that process. But it was just a huge blessing to see uh, his whole posture change. He went from kind of just being like sad, whatever, I'm here by myself, to like now he had a smile on his face. And he was just loving God, right? So, yeah, so all praise to God on that. So yeah. that's all I have. There's more to share, but I'm going to let them talk about that. So. Well, before Carlos leaves, we, uh, his, his roommate, Steve, who's, I don't think, it, yeah, Steve's here. Steve, come up here real quick, and uh, Scott's come over here, too, and, and this is on behalf of the whole team, but Steve came back, and he went, and he got this plaque, and uh, I just think it's so appropriate. So Carlos lost his voice during the week of our trip because, like, seriously, every five seconds, someone was yelling his name, Carlos, over here, Carlos, come here, Carlos. And so by the end of the week, he lost his voice. And so we just wanted to just say thank you to our MVT. He was our most valuable translator. And uh, this plaque was made by your roomie. So there you go. Hang it on the wall. And thanks for being incredible, incredible. So th- here's the Scots. Scots, come on up here. Go in the, in the front and center, in the spotlight. Okay. Good morning, everybody. 
Um, man, I just want to say first and foremost that um, this trip is not for everybody, right? So if you, if you experience God daily, like if you're experiencing miracles daily, it's like routine for you where you're two or three times a day, where the Holy Spirit's just moving in your life so much every day that you're brought to tears and joy, then, you know, this trip will be, you know, you'd be like, ah. Eh. But that, that wasn't me, right? Like I, I wanted that. And so I, I, I signed up to do this trip and I prayed about this. I'm like, God, I need that. I want that experience. I, I want to feel that. I want, I want to be used by you. I want, I want to go and I want this to be meaningful, not just for, for me, but for you, but for other people. And I prayed that for months going into this to the point that in the meetings, I could feel that something amazing was going to happen. And so we got over there, and, and I'll just describe to you what happened on one day, the first couple hours of one day. So we wake up, and we're praying, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, God, this is, I just, I need you. I invite you into this, whatever happens today. I, I, I'm inviting you to show up and to move, and, and I just want to be a part of it. And I just prayed that the whole trip to the church, and we got to the church, and I'm in that prayer in the church. And uh, it was amazing. Um, at one point, uh, Jeremy breaks off the group of folks. Uh, there's going to be folks hugging, and there's going to be folks praying. And I'm not good at either of those things. And I was hoping it wouldn't be praying because I, I, if I pray for something specific, I'm probably not going to get it. Now, if I pray for something to happen right now, that's probably not going to happen either. And when you pray for healing, it's like right now and something specific, right? So I was like, oh, please don't. I'll be, a, I'll be a hugger. If I have to be one or the other, I'll be a hugger. And, you know, I can bro hug, right? We'd be like, hey, but that's not. So, um, so he puts, so Jeremy puts me over with the prayer people. And I'm like, huh. So uh, I stay in this, in this prayer, my, my mind. And I'm like, God, God, I need you. I need your strength. I need your power. I need your presence. I need you to show up. I want you to move in this room. I want to be a part of something special. I want, to, I want an experience for, for myself and for these people. And I kept praying it, kept praying it. And the first lady comes up, and I just felt compelled to get on my knees. And I, and she, she, I didn't speak her language, but she motioned to me where she, she needed prayer. And I put my hand on her, and I prayed for her. And we stayed there. It seemed like forever. And, and I, we just kept praying, and, and she moved on, and other people came up. And by the, by the, by my last guy, I was so overcome with joy. I was so overcome. I could feel the Holy Spirit in the room. I could feel his presence. I could feel him moving. It was, it was not like nothing else I've ever experienced in my life to the point where I couldn't stop laughing, right? Like I'm cracking up laughing. I'm really like out loud laughing. And the dude in front of me is like, you know, like he's come up, he came up asking for prayer for something. I'm just laughing. I'm like, dude, do you feel the Holy Spirit is here, man? Do you feel it? You know, and he's just like, yeah, yeah, man, sure. So we get done with that. And then um, we get done with all the prayer stuff. And so Jeremy asks if anybody feels compelled to come up and, and testify about whether or not their prayers were answered, would you, would you want to come up? And the lady that I prayed for came up. I was like, are you serious? Like, it didn't stop either. Like we just kept, we just, we, all of us stayed in this prayerful mindset for the whole week and it was everywhere we went. The Holy Spirit didn't leave us. We went to lunch and the Holy Spirit, we were praying for the entire staff of the restaurant. We had people come in wanting prayer. We went to a park and we, we blessed the park and we led people to Christ and we preached about forgiveness and freedom. And then we went to lunch and the power box exploded outside of the restaurant. <laughs> 
right? Like, random. So all that to say is this, guys. I, I needed that. I needed an awakening, um, and I got it. For me, I felt like, uh, as a Christian, I felt unchained. I felt like the, 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 the chains were broken, right? But I was still kind of constrained, stuck in my cell, right? Even though the cell door was open and all the doors leading out were open, I still was in my little world where I was just a little bit afraid. And through this trip, it's like Jeremy shows up and grabs you by the hand and guided me out of the cell, through the prison, and sets me, and, and takes me outside. And, and I was like, whoa. In my head, it's in a Christopher Walken voice, but I won't do that for you guys right now. But, and so, and so that's the world where I don't want to leave it. And so ever since I came back, I've just tried to create moments. Uh, uh, there's the best seven days, end to end, best seven days of my life. And I, I want to carry that forward. And so it's my responsibility. I'm going to create opportunities and, and I've been doing that and I'm going to keep doing that forward. That's my husband, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Woo-hoo. So I am Alicia Scott, and um, I just second what he said. This, um, God put this trip on my heart last year or whenever they played the video of the 2016 team, and I just remember just being in tears and just going, I, I want to go. And um, Rich surprised me on Christmas with a, a certificate that the, the deposit had been paid in my name, and then, so it was just, okay, what's going to happen um, and I just, I just wanted to go love on these people. I had no idea, you know, what was coming. And, um, you know, just like in first service, Justine shared so eloquently that um, once we got into the, to the villages and the barrios, you know, these people have nothing. There's, there's sewage running outside of their house, and yet they're smiling. They are so happy. And it, it just starts to hit you in the heart, you know, because it's, we lack that over here, that's for sure. Um, but just the getting to start to meet the children the first day, and, um, you know, kids are a huge soft spot for me. I'm already pretty goofy, but you bring a bunch of kids around and I lose it, you know. And, and in the video, I was being attacked by, you know, probably 24-year-olds. And I think Jeremy came in and asked Rich, he was like, is she okay? And he was like, that's her happy spot. Are you kidding me? You know, and it was just beautiful to just see him laughing and, and um, so many incredible things. Um, but, yeah, that Sunday... Um, let me back up. In the airport going to Columbia, Jeremy had informed Rich and I that, hey, by the way, they need someone to speak at the church plant on Sunday. And so I'm going to speak at the mother church, and I'd like you guys to split up speaking at the church plant. And it was just, what? You know, and, and uh, no clue what we're going to talk about and, and just already just putting pressure on myself of, I got to not mess this up, you know. So before we had to speak, we ended up at the mother church, which you just walk in and, you know, I'll, uh, no air conditioning, doors open. We are the only people in that of the thousand that were there that were sweating. They were not sweating. I, I sweat like a gentleman. I mean, it just pours. And there's nothing attractive about it at all. And so I'm just praising the Lord and sweating. And, and I'm thinking, because I'm human and, and um, very selfish, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to, you know, speaking at the next service and going, God, I'm not worthy. Look at these people. Look at them. I have nothing. They they're sharing with me. I have nothing to share with them. And, um, and just throughout the time in that service, and then Jeremy pulling that trick that he pulled, um, the hugger line and the prayer line, you know, the, the hug line went to here and then stopped, and I was the beginning of this side. And when he mentioned those were the huggers, I looked at Rich and went like that because he doesn't like to hug. And then when he said, anyone who needs healing, 
come here. And it was just, what did you just say? Because I, I have a lot of woundedness um, from, from churches I grew up in. And, and healing was something that um, they, they used. And there was a lot of hypocrisy in the churches. And they would fake stuff. And so I'm thinking, you know, TV evangelist stuff and all this. And I've got all these prejudices. And just like, I have no idea what's going to happen. And so these people came in the hundreds. I mean, they just whoosh, to the front. They just in tears, just arms lifted up. And the ushers there would just bring up, you know, one person after the next. And these beautiful women, the first thing I would say is, you know, no habla español, lo siento, porque heavenly father, I just thank you so much, you know, and then just start. And I didn't know where they had pain. I didn't know if it was heart pain or physical pain or what it was. And so I would just start praying and then hug and, you know, and I'm sweating all over their face as, we, as they walk away. And then the next one would come and the next one would come. And this one little lady, um, little short, you know, just very wrinkled, wise old woman, you know, she, I get done praying for her and she will not stop talking in my ear, and I'm going, no comprendo, lo siento, y, you know, and just, Jesus te ama, that's all I could say, Jesus loves you, um, and so she left, and we keep praying, and then at the end of the service, uh, she came and found me again, and hugs me again, and starts it again, just, blah, 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 blah. and I finally was like, Carlos, you know, <laughs> and so Carlos came over, and uh, she, he asked, and she tells him, and he looks at me, and he said, she just said that she hadn't been able to lift her arms over her head uh, for quite some time, and she looked at me, and like I said, she's just this, I'm not doing a little old lady face very well, but anyway, and she's just raising her arms high up in the air, and I start jumping up and down and screaming and just going, oh my gosh, you know, because that, not only did that heal the lie that the enemy had put in there, that, that the healing happened back in the day, but not today, that, that humans are faking it today, but it healed that lie in me, but also just showed me how worthy I was. It, it killed the lie that the enemy had tried to place in my head that I wasn't worthy to be here for these people. And, um, you know, so to go from that experience, pouring sweat, to go to the next church and just be up there and trying to share God's love, um, you know, my story of addiction and, and alcoholism in the past and trying to just share how much God loved them no matter where they'd been or what they'd done. And to do that with a translator was interesting because I've shared my testimony many times but never with a translator. So it was like, God loves you no matter where you've been or what you've done. What was I saying, you know? And so, but, but it was incredible. And to get to go to, to Stephen's house, you know, apparently his mom brought them from Venezuela because of the, the horrible things going on in Venezuela. She's a single mom. And, and just to get you cross over the sewer and the trash and everything to get to their home and, and just... It was just amazing, and her hugging me and just saying thank you over and over again in tears. And so what Compassion International does is, is changing changing the face of, of thousands of people. And so it was an honor, and I too, I'm, I will never be the same, and we're already saving money to go back, so it's happening. Thank you. Thanks, Alicia. All right, two more couples are going to come up. You guys come up as couples and, and share a little bit about your experience. Oh, hey, thanks, Juan. Appreciate it. <laughs> My best friend, Juan. <laughs> I had everything planned, and you just got me off. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Now, um, you know, I'd say looking, you know, looking back, and, you know, when, when you, oh, yeah, we're going to go on a mission trip to Columbia. You know, we're going to go for them. But, you know, you get a lot more out of it than, than these kids do. Um, and I think one of the best memories that a lot of us have is, is just every night we would sit around and talk about 
what we experienced. And I think every single person talked about just breaking through some type of anxiety. What? Oh. <laughs> She's laughing at me. Um, just breaking through some type of anxiety and um, everybody's like, man, I'm so glad that, or I didn't want to be in the prayer line. I'm not, everybody that was in the prayer line was, I was freaked out and stuff like that. So that was, that was really cool. It was uh, awesome to see our kid. Um, amazing experience. You know, they, they are a lot of fun. And, and a lot of, I don't know, not everybody knows me, but I, I teach it down there. And y'all's kids are fun, but these kids are a little bit more fun. Um, they just, I mean, they're, they're crazy. They're so loving, and, and they're like a mob. And if, uh, you know, in the, in the video, I was, I, was, I was running with the kids. They have this linoleum floor, and I was wearing these shoes, these loafers. They slide. And for like 30 minutes, we were running back and forth on this thing, sliding. And by the end of it, my whole, my whole shirt was just black from sweat. It was, it was gross. <laughs> um, Let's see, what else? Hmm. Yeah. You want to you go? Yeah, here you go. Okay, so... Um, thanks, guys. So I have really bad stage fright, and Ryan is cracking up at me right now because I'm, like, shaking. Um, but um, let me start off with God is so good um, because um, I knew that this trip was going to be more for me than it would be for um, the children that we sponsor. Um, but I, I don't have a lot of material issues or um, emotional issues. I have a lot of mental issues. Um, so when I got there, it was just awesome to feel the love from the kids. And I was like Beyonce up there. I mean, the police officers were stopping to take pictures of me. And I'm like... Um, so it was just, it was great because, I mean, God just showed me that it's like that, you know, I am beautiful. I'm loved. I'm pretty awesome. Thanks, God. That was for you. Um, so, um, I mean, yeah, it was more for me than it was. Oh, okay. You got more? Oh. Well, Brent has more. <laughs> I just wanted her to know that I had more so she didn't, you know, Renee's going to talk forever, just so you know. <laughs> No, but the, the other thing I want to talk about is, is um, the development of our team. You know, when we were watching the video, we were laughing a lot about some of the stuff that was on there that I'd kind of forgotten and a lot of good, lot of good inside jokes. And I just uh, want to, I mean, you could not find a more random group of people. And um, we became a team within, a, I don't know, mm, a couple of hours it was, I mean, it was, it was really amazing. And we, we talked a lot about the development of that. And, and, and I think that that's how we, everybody overcame whatever their, their fear was because we were doing it as a team. And, you know, MVT, you know, the cleanup batter over there. Um, oh, yeah, and Carlos's love note. Did you share that? That was awesome. He had a love note from like a 12-year-old. It was great. <laughs> what else? Oh, and, and another random favorite moment. This is a good inside joke, but Jeremy comes back to the... We were in the back of the bus. Back of the bus, party people. See? Inside jokes. But yeah, he's like, man, I just, I just realized something. Like, all the, all the young people are in the back of the bus, and I'm sitting up front. So just stuff like that. All those inside jokes. 
It's a great team. That's it. That's all I got. They laughed. It was for them. Hi, everybody. It's kind of nerve-wracking being up here. Come closer. Okay. <laughs> I feel better. I got to touch something. So for me, I guess they've shared so much of like, I mean, we shared everything together. So you guys said a lot. For me personally, um, I was very spiritually attacked before the, uh, the trip. I was scared. I had fears. I thought every irrational thing you could think, plane's going to crash. I'm going to die. Kids are going to get sick while we're gone. Things are going to happen. And I got to the point where I said, forget it. I don't want to go. I'm staying home. You go by yourself. You know, like there's too much that's going to happen. And so I was scared. I was fearful. And um, thankfully, um, went into prayer with my sister, and she, you know, prayed with me uh, about my fears. Uh, once that, I felt better from all that, I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm ready. That was the enemy. That's over. God has a purpose and a plan. There's a reason why he plucked us out of San Antonio, took us all the way to Columbia. Um, and I kind of felt like it was more on my husband's heart because it was him that wanted to go. And I thought, well, I guess I'm just going to tag along and see what you want to do. But when I got there, I realized that, you know, God did have a purpose for me to be there too. And I didn't think that was the case in the beginning. And so um, whenever we did the prayers over the people, of course, I was nervous too. Like, we're going to what? <laughs> so having that language barrier, it's hard because you feel like they're not going to understand you, but God understands you. And so... Um, Afterwards, we went to sit down, and people were going up and saying they were healed from this and healed from that. And I thought, gosh, none of nobody, nobody that I prayed for went up. I'm, I'm probably God doesn't really need me. Like, why am I here? Like, I'm, there's no purpose for me. And so I started feeling that um, I'm not worthy um, feelings coming over me. And then, like, one of the last people that went up was a girl I prayed for and talked about how she had a dream before that someone in a different language was going to pray with her and that she was going to be healed. And so I looked up and was like, oh, my gosh, that's my girl. <laughs> and so she said that she shared that dream with her friends that were all there at church with her. And um, basically, like, her dream came to fruition and that she was healed. And I looked over and I was like, oh, my gosh, like, and started bawling. I was crying because I'm like, wow, God did bring me here for her for a reason. Um, and I um, later looked over at Al y'all know Al, raise your hand Al, <laughs> and I said, Al, you know, gosh, I felt like um, God didn't really need me, and then I felt that, you know, I had a purpose, and he goes, well, you're right, he doesn't need you, but he wants to use you, and that's was just something I needed to hear, it was like, okay, thank you, like, I needed that confirmation that everything was, was laid out the way it was supposed to be, and so um, a lot of fears for me were faced and conquered, and um, I guess one of my favorite things was just bonding with everybody, like, we got all so close, and we didn't know anyone. I think we were like, oh, we don't know anybody on this trip. Like, we won't, you know, you will kind of like want your friends with you, but we're like, we don't know anyone. Like, and then all of a sudden, we're all like BFFs. Like, we're all best <laughs> friends, you know? So it's, and now we're inseparable. So it's really cool. But anyway, I'll just share that. And um, I guess one last thing I wanted to impress upon was the fact that I kind of feel like when you give money to these, like, compassion projects, like, it's a ripoff, like it's a scam. Who's getting this money? How do we know these kids are getting any of it? And so when we wanted to sponsor a child, there weren't any more left because you wonderful people took them all. And so when we went, we felt like, well, maybe, you know, we'll find a sponsor child there. And um, 
was kind of like, let's check it out. Let's see what this is all about. But you can actually see the, the progression of where they were praying in just dirt and chairs. And then they were praying in just a shell of a building. And then as more money's coming in, now all of a sudden they have a building. The kids all have matching t-shirts and they're all, you know, being cared for and fed. Um, and then even like the second day we went back to that church and they were pouring concrete and they were making more rooms and making space for these children. Um, you see the money being used and the families being, you know, certain families still had dirt floors and certain families were getting their concretes poured in their, in their houses. And so it really impressed upon me that whatever money is going towards this family, they're making sure that they're getting what they need. And so I needed, I needed to see that. And I think we found a sponsor over there. <laughs> so a little boy came up and was tagging on my, on my, my, um, my leg and told me something. And I was like, what? So I'm like, Carlos, what is he saying? So Carlos comes over and he's like, oh, he asked if you'll sponsor him. And I was like, yeah, of course we will. So it was really cute because he sees the other kids and what they're getting in their families. And so um, it was pretty beautiful. Okay. Thank you. I know Renee looks like he should be able to speak Spanish. <laughs> no. But Renee does not speak Spanish. I do not speak Spanish. No, thank you. Thank you. My name is Renee, by the way. Um, happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. Um, it was an amazing experience. It, uh, I've, we've never been out of the country before anywhere. We just got our passports about two weeks before we went on this trip, which is amazing. There's a lot of red tape. Um, so um, when we went out there, again, everybody's kind of shared what they, uh, what they experienced. So it's, it's, it was an amazing experience. But uh, we did all come together, bond as a big family. So there's basically 15 of us all always together. Um, we shared a lot of amazing uh, things throughout the day, uh, at the end of the day. And uh, for me, um, we went into... A the mother church. There's 400 plus um, uh, people there, and it was it's huge. It was amazing. It was packed. It was hot. Um, people were just enjoying it and just loving God. And uh, so we had the opportunity to go and uh, pray for them and give them hugs. Um, I'm not a person to actually stand up in front of people and talk, and especially not going to go and go up to someone and start just praying to random people. But uh, God put me right there. And, of course, Jeremy put me right there through God. <laughs> and uh, uh, it was amazing. These people at the end of service just came up um, in the hundreds, and they were just packed and just making their way through. Uh, I look up. Uh, I see people just kind of eyeballing me, and they moved their way through people, and did, they were coming to me, and my heart kind of stopped. Um, I started praying about the third person coming through prayer. I have no idea what I was saying. They probably had no idea what I was saying, but God knows what they were saying, what they were needing. Um, by the third person, I was just crying the whole time. I mean, I was just crying and crying. People were just coming through. I'm just crying. It's just, like Rich said, it's just amazing feeling. Just the Holy Spirit would just pour in, into these people. Like I said, they had no idea what I was saying because I don't speak Spanish. And it was just... Beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Um, uh, there was multiple people that were just there and healed, and just it was just so, so, so amazing. And I just want to say thank you again, and we're going next year. Yeah. 
because we have our passports. <laughs> Thank, you <guys. laughs> Thank you, guys. So Al's going to come up, and we're going to end with, with a, just a beautiful story that Al would like to share this morning. He shared it at the first service as well, and you're not allowed to cry while you tell this story, Al. No, you can. Please, let it gush. Just let it, let it go. Oh, you just, there you go. If I can't cry, I can't tell the story. Uh, hi, I'm Al Fenn. For those of you that may not know me, my wife, Barbara, uh, is not here today. She couldn't be. She made an obligation to our son and his family down in Angleton, Texas. And she went down to see Siri, who was in our congregation this morning. Uh, actually, the story is hers. And uh, I want to share it with you, because it's partly mine too. But uh, over the years, you know, I'm advanced in my age more older than most of you. So uh, I haven't been walking with the Lord as long as you have, because, you know, I was just removed. And I've heard things about miracles. And I've heard where people have had cancer, and the doctors have said it was inoperable. And then in weeks or months later, it's gone, and nobody knows why. And then there, over my years, I, there has been evangelists on TV that supposedly you know, cure people. It was all a hoax. So color me skeptical when it came to miracles sometimes. But I want to share a story with you, with you and I'm going to have troubles with it. And let's see if it qualifies as a miracle. Uh, Last year, we were on the 2016 Columbia team, Barb and I. And last year, our interpreter or translator was Emilio. And a young lady came up to Barb, and Emilio came over. And she wanted Barb to pray for her. She wanted to be a mother, appropriate on Mother's Day. Only most of you women probably understand the feeling of giving birth to a child and holding it for the first time when it's just minutes old. And she wanted to be able to have, give birth to a child and, and raise it in, in, the, in the church. And Barb thought this would be a neat, this would be an easy prayer. And then she said something to Emilio, and Emilio translated it with... The doctors have given this lady an examination, and she cannot bear children. She will never have her own child. This makes the prayer for Barb a little harder, because now she's praying for basically a miracle. But she prays, and she prays hard. And then the 2016 Columbia team came home. This year on the 2017 team, we went back to the Cienega de Oro, and the young lady saw Barb, uh, was trying to find her, sought out Carlos, because she, she knew that he spoke the language, to find, to find Barb. And if you were watching the videos, you saw a 
part of a video that said, ask Al and Barb about this family. That family, that picture was Al and Barb and the young couple and Barb holding their infant child that she had given birth to this year. So the doctor said it wasn't possible. Barb prayed for her, and we found out that for the last three months when she was giving birth, that she prayed that Barb would be on the 2017 team again so that she could thank her in person and Barb could hold her baby. Now, to me, that qualifies as a miracle. Don't color me, don't color me skeptical anymore, I believe. And I just want to reemphasize what Pastor Coffee and Pastor Pummel tell us all the time. Don't underestimate the power of prayer. Thank you. Praise God. Let's have the worship band come back up. We're going to finish our time. Um, and just some, some closing thoughts that I feel like uh, are from, from God to us this morning. Um, I've heard the question many times over my life. I was raised in another country, and I've done trips my whole life. And uh, one of the questions that I've heard many times is, why do you need to go overseas? Why do you need to leave our country to take care of kids when there's so many needs within our own country? And uh, my, my answer to that today is that uh, God doesn't just tell us to do one or the other. He tells us to do both. And I believe with all of my heart that we should be actively engaged in our communities here, in our neighborhoods. We should be seeking out the needs of, of the city that God lives, that God has put us in, that where, where we live. And we should find out what are, the, what are the ways that we can be involved in people's lives in our community. I believe that with all my heart. Our church supports ministries and partners with ministries here in our community. And so we do that. And I believe every one of us should do that. I believe it's just a mandate from God. Secondly, I believe if God gives you an opportunity to change an entire community in another country, you take that opportunity. Um, and, uh, and that's what he's done with us. He's given us the opportunity to go to Columbia, to this area, and, uh, and to be a part of what God is doing there. And it's a privilege for us. He doesn't need us to go and do this, but he chooses to use us to go and do this. It's just how he works. He takes people. And I believe if every American just thought, well, why would we go to another country if we have our needs here? If we all thought that way, there'd be many countries in this world that would miss out on the sending that God puts on every single one of us. Jesus said, as the Father sends me, so I send you. We are sent ones. We are to live missional lives in our community and in this world when God opens the door for us. The kids that we sponsored, we believe that God has put on our hearts to sponsor these kids. And he may not do that with everybody. There may be people in this room that feel called to, to Russia or Syria or another area in this world that, where there's great need. But we feel like God has called us, those that he's called in our church, to partner with Columbia. So rather than going somewhere different every year, 
we keep going back to Colombia because that's who God has given the relationship with and that's who we believe he has put in our lives. And we're to love them well and we're to go once a year and just be a part of what God is doing. And it is such a shot in the arm to them. One of the great things that we got to do, um, you guys can go ahead and start playing and, and that, that helps me to say, you're done, Jeremy, step off. Um, but, um, well, one more thing. Let me just finish my thought here. Dang it, what was I saying? I don't even know now. Um, you have a horse for me? <laughs> All right, here, I'll pass it on. This is not part of the script, but uh, the 2017 team wants to thank Jeremy Pummel for leading us to down to uh, Columbia. Uh, it was amazing. You got us a bus this year that with the air conditioning that worked. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, you took us to restaurants that uh, no one got sick this year. Uh, you took us to a, for walks in parks. You let us ride the ferry. Remember that? You, you gave us the fireworks display at lunch. That was great. It passed the Roses facility. You know, you showed us new classrooms and the operational bathrooms. And <laughs> one more. <laughs> I gotta tell Al, Al was using the restroom when they were giving tours of the restrooms. I was gonna leave that out. <laughs> so, Jeremy, on behalf of the team this year, we wanna give you this and say thank you very much. And kind of, um, actually, Carlos's wife, Brooke, had this idea, because you were the donkey whisperer, you know, and, and what could we do to bring more of Columbia back to you? So this is also for your family, just because your family gave you to us for 10 days to be part of our family. And so pinata filled with good stuff. Do not leave him outside long. He will melt inside. And then some pictures, goofy pictures I had on my phone to print for you. So you are loved. Thank you, Thank so, you. Much. Thank you so much. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so to officially wrap this up, uh, I'd like everybody just to stand with me, and I'd like our team to come up front, because they're going to pray with people this morning, and, and any, anyone else, uh, my dad and his team that are here available to pray, we're going to line the front with, with this time. And, uh, you know, I think the temptation is just to rush out of here now, because uh, it's, it's a little later. Um, but I really believe that God wants to do something this morning. And this is a picture that God gave me while Rich was speaking this morning. And it was this. You've noticed a lot of people come to our country because their situation in their country is so dire that they come here to make money to take back to their families, to take back to their community. Have you noticed that? God gave me a picture, and I, I think it's a cool one. And it's that God sent us to Colombia to get something that he wanted us to bring back to our families and to our community. And that's the Spirit of God. And not that the Spirit of God is not here, but, but if God needs to take someone all the way to Columbia to show us something about his character and his nature and about who he is and about what he wants to do, for us to bring that back to this church and to these people, and even if it's just this morning, I don't believe it is, I think it's gonna continue on, but even if it's just this morning that a touch from God happens, because we were able to go over there and experience it, then listen, this is all worth it. But if we walk out of here, as Pastor Ryan said, unchanged, then I don't know if it is worth it. 
And I believe that we can all just take two minutes this morning before you leave to come up and allow someone to pray with you. The Bible talks about the laying on of hands, the joining together with two or more people. And I believe this morning that he wants to do something before we leave. I believe it with all my heart before we leave this room that he wants to do something. Some, some of you in this room need a physical healing. Some of you in this room need a healing in your heart. There's, there's, there's hurt. There's depression. There's a cloud that is over you every single morning when you wake up. And God wants to do something with that this morning. I think there's marriages in this room. You need to come up, the two of you, if you're both here together, or maybe you're just here alone, your spouse isn't here, and, and, and God, God wants to do a miracle in your marriage. I believe there's so many things that God wants to do, and each person is very different. Each person in this room comes with a different need. But God wants to touch you this morning, and I believe it with all my heart. So God, we just open ourselves up to you right now. I pray for every person in this room. I pray that no one in this room would be fearful of stepping out and going to the front for prayer. But God, that we would step out with anticipation, knowing that you are a God of the miraculous, that you're a God of the impossible, that you're a God of love and mercy and compassion, that if there's any hearts here that are broken this morning, you want to mend them, that if there's any clouds over people, you want to shatter them so that the sun shines back down on each one of us again. And Lord, any physical healing in this room, Lord, we just open ourselves up to receive from you this morning in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's sing this song and just even right now, just begin to come forward. Just come forward right now and be prayed with this morning.